God bless you, everyone. This is Joshua Cooper, and you are listening to another episode of A Word for Today. I have a special guest that is very dear to my heart on the, today's program, Being Led by the Spirit. Um, and this this man, this guest that I, that I have the privilege of having on the show today um, has just... We've had such a connection... Um, for some time now, we both attend um, Elevate Life Church, and um, he is an author, and he is a godly man. And without further ado, I want to introduce to you Eric. Um, Eric, would you greet the people? Hello, how you doing out there? Uh, this is uh, Eric. I'm, I'm blessed to be with you today, Josh. I'm blessed to be with all of you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. So today, Eric, we're going to be talking about being led by the Spirit. And um, I know that your book, um, from the conversation that we've had, um, you said that every day that you would you would read and then God would just lead you what you should write. And um, before we go into that, uh, would you open us in a word of prayer, Eric? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we come to you with praise and thanksgiving. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, every opportunity to give you praise and worship. Yes. Thank you for uh, this, the words that you have given me and I pray that everyone who hears the words, that the ears be blessed, the heart will be open to absorb just what you're trying to tell other, tell us all. Yes. And we lift uh, Josh up to you. you know, bless the uh, broadcast. Bless his ministry. Uh, bless Elevate Life Church and uh, and our pastors and all the pa- uh, and all the churches that are preaching the gospel yes, in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Powerful. So before you went into prayer, we were talking about um, how explain to the people how you have been led by the spirit, um, not just in the book, but I, I want you to just kind of tell the people who you are and, and how you came to Christ and give them a, a synopsis of how you started and where you are now in that journey, if you could. Okay. Wow. Um, I'll try to give you the, uh, uh, the cliff note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, biography. Um, uh, I was raised in, uh, in New Jersey, I was born and raised in New Jersey and the center of the universe. And, uh, as far as you, as you can understand from me, but, um, uh, we weren't in a, we were called, a, we called ourselves Christians, but we weren't even two-timers. We were one-timers. We would go on Easter and we'd go our Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday school class, but uh, never really got practiced at all. And um, so uh, I was introduced to Catholicism when I was uh, uh, married to my first wife. And uh, I converted to Catholicism, and uh, so I learned 
their viewpoint of Christianity and what their uh, all their ceremonies stand for, what they mean. And my first wife died in 1994 uh, at 34. I had three kids. Um, before, uh, you know, I had um, come to Christ in 1978, but I was in and out, in and out. I was searching all around, trying to find uh, exactly where I was going to be. And uh, I was in construction. Uh, which is not an easy field to be in if you're a practicing Christian. Right. So I had you know, stepped back into the world, then I'd come back into Christianity, and uh, I would check different faiths out, even as far as going to Jehovah Witness. Um, I didn't go into it, but I did look into it. Um, in 1988, I fully gave my life to the Lord and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit I felt the Holy Spirit um, then I became more serious still going in and out once I uh, met my wife my second wife now in uh, 1999 and uh, moved out here in 2001 uh, we both really got into the Lord more um slowly yeah. once we moved here it's back to riverside uh uh five years ago we really um uh, and started going to then the rock church riverside yes and we really uh became um in, uh, involved and uh had a, began a, a strong relationship with the lord it uh, building up to that i was also a chaplain uh in uh, a hospital in Wildemar, um, uh, close to us, in Murrieta, where we were living. I was a chaplain for the church in Cornerstone Community Church in Wildemar. Wow. And um, once I came up here, uh, oh, I was also a, uh, uh, I guess you could call it a grief counselor for CHIP, trauma, inter uh, tra trauma intervention programs. And we would go to uh, hospitals, accident scenes, homes, where there was a tragedy, usually a death, and we would help the, what we called the second victims, the loved ones, the family of, uh, of the deceased, help them through those first few hours of, uh, of, of the tragedy, of grief. Wow. So uh, we had training, uh, you know, I've had training with that, I was, I'm, I'm a chaplain, and once we came to, um, uh, well now, well, Elevate Life Church, Pastor Tom Flores asked me to uh, start up and lead convalescent ministry. And I've been doing that, uh, well, we've been doing that, led by the Spirit completely uh, for uh, these past four years now. And, uh, but while... Um, I finally realized because I was getting tugged on something and and I have to back up a little bit because in 1974 when I got out of the Air Force I took an aptitude test for um, the VA to see because I didn't know what to do with my life Yeah, and they said I had a remarkable ability for speech and writing so with my 
kids, but I never pursued it. I wound up going into uh, becoming an electrician. So as my kids were uh, young, I became the Cub Master. And well, I was very comfortable going up in front of the people. I would write the ceremonies. I would put the ceremonies together. Uh, Did you say Toastmaster? Cub, Cub Master. Oh, Cub, Cub Master. Cub. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, with the Cub Scouts, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Awesome. And I would give um, uh, reports to our... Uh, uh, um, to our local union, um, uh, different committees that I would be on um, during the, uh, um, the the union meeting, the monthly union meetings. So I was comfortable with speaking in front of people. And uh, writing has always come easy to me. Uh-huh. But like I said, I never pursued it. So now back up to present day, I began... Uh, uh, I'm reading devotion. Uh, as I was reading devotions, I started thinking, you know, I have a story for this. Oh, I have a story for this one. I have a story for that. So the Holy Spirit was leading me. I didn't realize, but I began, I said, I'm going to start this. And uh, so we, I put together a 40-day devotional. Right. And, uh, uh, one of the pastors, Pastor Dave Simmons, with our church, helped put it together for me. And uh, we printed up a few copies on the church um, uh, printer. Yep. And I handed them out to the convalescent team and uh, as a Christmas present to the convalescents that we were uh, uh, attending to. And... Uh, uh, gave out a few uh, what we had left and donated the rest to our prison ministry and I got a huge um, uh, reaction from from them very well uh, one woman even came up to me and she said uh, thank you for writing that it saved my life it saved my marriage wow that's what I said. <laughs> and I said, well, glory to God. Yeah, but but thank you. It's good to know that I'm reaching, that, that, that it's reaching people. Not, not me, but it is reaching people because it is, I was led by the Spirit because as they, as I wrote them, and just as the book is in, um, uh, that's being published now, uh, they are in the order that they came to me. Wow. That the Holy Spirit had led me. And, so as you read them, they are um, just as the Holy Spirit led, led them to me. Of course, they were corrected uh, just for my, I would handwrite them out and then I'd type them on the uh, uh, computer. So uh, um, uh, this, this is where we're at now. It's just finally getting published. I'm excited about it. Um, and uh, that's where we're at. So, tell us the direction that you felt the Spirit leading you at that moment when you started writing. Did you contemplate or did you just... Because many of us as believers, the Spirit tells us something and, 
and we contemplate it. We think, is it really the Holy Spirit speaking to me or is it just my flesh? And you, we go through this, this kind of mind-boggling stuff, like our bouncing ideas around. And um, I know in my own life, uh, when I... There's been numerous times when the Holy Spirit would speak to me about something and I would either put it on the back burner or do it another way that I thought was better and to find out it was just destruction, you know, um, doing it my way. And now I can say that (laughs) through all the trial and errors, I really listen to what he's saying and I I really take heed and and do it exactly why I do it exactly the way he's saying because it's life and I think that as believers if we really if we really can hone into this and it's hard one of the hardest things for believers is to being led by the spirit because the flesh wants to do its own way so I said all that to say this take us to that point when you felt the Holy Spirit, excuse me, speaking to you, did you jump right in and start writing or, or did it take a little process? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, I I did jump right in to start writing because I actually love to write. And, uh, like I said, it just comes easy for me. Right. Uh, this time, yes, I, uh, I, I listened. I realized it was, uh, as I just started writing, I said, this is the Holy Spirit. Because uh, it, it was such a strong urge just to start writing. Mm-hmm. And they said, this is the Holy Spirit. I'm going to follow this time. Right. And, I said, and like I said, this time, because uh, like you, yeah, I have put stuff off on the back burner. Uh, afraid what people would think of me. There you go. Uh-huh. Afraid I'd be wrong. You know, the... The, 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 the who am I to write a book? Like, exactly you know. the the, uh, the the typical questions and doubts that we all actually have, right? And and that is uh, one subject that I put up, I believe, in the uh, the first uh, devotional I wrote was um, uh, that don't think that you are alone because everybody has these same issues that that plague us, uh, that, uh, that you are not alone. You are not unique in that way. Um, uh, the enemy tries to block you so many different ways. And the biggest one is doubt. Yes. And fear. Uh, yes. Yeah. And doubt and fear. Exactly. And that's what he used with Eve, uh, with, with Eve's doubt was the first one. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then pride. Yes. So, uh, because, uh, many of us are afraid of what other people are going to think. You know, or, or are we going to get made fun of? Uh, various things. Right. So uh, this time it was, I'm doing this and I'm trusting the Holy Spirit all the way. Right. And um, uh, the results have been um, uh, m- more than what I imagined. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure how that was going uh, how it was going to be received at all, but I just said, okay, here it goes, and how it gets taken, it gets taken, but I did not expect the, um, 
um, the reaction that I did get, the, the positive uh, reaction. And people um, want to hear that they want to hear more. Um, and uh, I called my sister-in-law back in Jersey, and she's a retired editor. Oh. And uh, so she had read it through, and she told me, Get yourself a website. Get your you know, get get on um, uh, uh, social media. Yep. Uh, people are going to want to know. Yes. You will build a following, and I was really surprised at that. And uh, so this is what I'm working on uh, as well. And um, so uh, I asked. Um, or pastors, uh, Pastor Heather and Pastor Tom, if they would write the forward, which they did. And it was uh, uh, very nice what they wrote. And um, uh, and the blurb, I, I can't really uh, put it out yet because uh, you know, the legal thing, they have to get the permission to print right. it up. You know. Right, right, yeah. So this, uh, I, I, I am shocked at how much is involved. <laughs> getting, getting a book out. <laughs> wow. There, there's so much into it. Um, you know, you, you were talking about Pastor Tom and Pastor Heather, and I want to say this. They are two of the most encouraging people. And that is one thing that I love the most about them is because if you come to them with, let's say, like you, um, I wrote this devotional and this is what I feel the Holy Spirit. They will back you, pray for you and help promote you. And um, that is what the image of Christianity is. And I think that, you know, I, I was involved in a lot of network marketing um, companies. Um, and the biggest thing that that they preach is if you push somebody else to succeed, not only will you succeed, but they'll succeed and they'll continue to have other people succeed. And that lifestyle, that 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 dynamic right there is how the body of Christ should be. We should be promoting each other and blessing each other and not cursing each other. And if we do this, we will all fulfill purpose in a timely manner. And um, that's been that's in my next book that I'm writing right now in pursuit of purpose is if we take the original the original plan for the body of Christ and really dissect it and really walk it out, we can turn this world around. And absolutely, yes. And that's one thing I love about Elevate Life Church is they love people to Christ. They promote people. They bless people. And that's what we need. We need more churches like that in, in our in our world. Amen. Right. And their motto and their motto of loving people to life, they don't just say it, they live it. Yes. And and they uh, and you can see it and you can feel it, you can sense it. Uh, the moment you step, not even in the doors, on the grounds, uh, and you feel at home, you feel at ease, um, 
you and the other thing that they say is we we do not accuse we right. do not uh, point because we all have pasts yes and that is and we want people to feel comfortable and they live it and they um, um, uh, uh, exercise every one of us that may be in leadership even just even a, a parishioner coming in they um, they encourage that yes promote that and they live it and and it goes on from there it goes on from the light it goes to the life groups the uh, the ministries everywhere and you begin living it uh, when you're away and it's not just away uh, at the church uh, anytime you bump into them, they are so loving, so caring. Yes. And, uh, and they do care. They do care. Yes, and, they do. Uh, it, yeah. It's, I love the church, and I love them. And, and every pastor is the same way there. Yes. Every pastor. Yeah, they all have time uh, to speak with you. Yes, they do. And it's it's such a powerful, uh, such a powerful ministry. It really is, and they're making such an impact in Riverside and in the surrounding areas. So, um, truly blessed um, to be a part. Now, with that being said, I know people want to hear a little. I know you have restrictions because of you know copyrights and all that stuff. Um, but whatever you are free to give somebody a sample of what a day would be like in your devotion. Um, if you feel free to, I want you to just feel free to share with them right now. Uh, we have a few more moments, um, and, um, then tell them how they can get in contact with you. And, um, we will post all that in the notes, um, as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I'll give you the first day, uh, for example, uh, uh, and like I said, it's the uh, there's a more it's a, a real life it's called real life devotions, morning and evening, a forty day devotional. Now people have asked me why forty days. Well, forty is very significant in scripture. Um, forty is a, 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 a redemption cleaning. It is uh, forty days, forty nights. It rained with Noah. Jesus went into the desert for. 40 days, 40 nights. Uh, so this is the uh, significance. It, 40 was the first number that came to my mind. It wasn't even just a, a month. It was 40 days. Okay. Uh, you know, I said, okay. Amen. To the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Amen. So, uh, good morning, day one. Uh, the center of my life. Scripture is Second Corinthians 5.14 out of uh, the Christian Standard Bible. For Christ's love compels us since we have reached this conclusion, if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all so that those who live should no longer live uh, uh, for themselves, but for the one who died for them was raised and was raised. This is a very fulfilling verse. Think about it. Those who are living for, for themselves, 
even they say they uh, that they are providing for their families, living and working to make a better life for their families, are living very uh, competitive and stressful lives, striving to advance, get ahead, keeping up with the Joneses. Those who die with the most toys win. Mm. You get you get the idea. By living for Christ, your whole perspective changes. You are not as competitive yet. You accomplish a lot more. There was a point. Uh, you have to excuse the way I'm reading sometimes because I. Uh, uh, I had a stroke in December, and I'm blind in the right eye, so nope. the, the re, I can only pick up a few words at, uh, at a time. No, no problem. There was, a, there was a point in my life where I was living just as so many others do, trying to advance and make an impression on everyone else. I was too concerned about my image at work instead of uh, the image, or instead of my image for God, or what, uh, or with God. This led to uh, the opposite effect of what I was aiming for. More mistakes, shortcuts, uh, uh, substandard um, work, more unfinished projects. It was not, it was not me. Yeah. I had always taken pride in my work. If the boss uh, was, was not pleased, I would willingly uh, change it uh, to, to suit their, uh, uh, their wants. I was becoming someone I was not happy with. Wow. Finally, I, uh, I angered a, 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 a very vindictive Supervisor. Uh, oh, finally, I angered a very vengeful, a vindictive and vengeful supervisor, which began most likely, which began most likely, the most difficult time in my life. I lost three months of my life um, to gather myself, just to uh, go for a walk outside uh, uh, by myself. It took it took till noontime. After I uh, woke in the uh, in the morning, I would sit on the toilet and rock back and forth in fear, wow. just plain fear, anxiety. I was on uh, I was on workers' compensation. I was finally able to get into a, a group therapy uh, program. But it was my uh, my wife, my family, and Jesus who saw me through. Wow. Now living now living for Jesus, I am truly happy. My wife has Jesus as the center of her life, and that thrills and inspires me to strive for the right thing in life. Wow! Do things always go smoothly? 
No. Do I still get agitated? Yes. But not nearly to the point I used to, uh, to when I was uh, like a pressure cooker. Life is simpler. I know I can always and easily go to Jesus with any issues. I, uh, I can't fail with Christ as the center of my life. And it ends with the prayer, Jesus, you are energizing. When I think of what you did for me and each of us on the cross, I am speechless, but strengthened. You are the center of my life. Guide me this day. You're holy and precious. In your holy and precious name, amen. Wow. That is so powerful, and, and it touches so many aspects. Um, and you could just feel that it was written with love. And, and um, I know there are numerous people out there that are going to be getting this book. When is your release date? Uh, right now, I don't have that. It okay. should be somewhere towards the summer. Uh, like I said, it just went to uh, the publisher. So we're in the process, and it should be about three months uh, to get it together. Uh, so that should be somewhere around June or July, I'm expecting. Okay. And, and how can people get a hold of you? Um your Facebook. What's your Facebook? Uh, I have a Facebook page. Uh, right now, it's just a personal Facebook page. I don't have it as a you know, author as yet. Uh-huh. Um, I have um, uh, um, uh, nothing official because I'm I'm just starting it. And well, of course, uh, because I had the stroke and uh, uh, blocked up a few, uh, uh, put a delay on things. Right. But I like to use uh, One Faith Ministries. One faith and ministries, okay. Faith ministries, yeah. Um, and I use that because it's um, uh, Jesus said, "There's uh, one baptism and one faith." Amen. So, so that is uh, uh, where I get that from. And your Facebook so, page for those who want to look you up on Facebook, which what is is what? Eric Rasmussen. Okay, perfect. And yeah, and there's Twitter and. Um, uh, uh, Instagram as well under your name as well okay perfect well God bless you Eric and we want to thank you for um, being a part of our show today and um, we will come back another time um, closer to the launch so we could um, address more people but before we go um, I believe that Learning to accurately distinguish the leading of the Holy Spirit is perhaps one of the greatest challenges that we face. Abiding in the Lord and maintaining a living connection with Him begins with hearing and obeying Him. You see, God told Israel to obey His written word and His voice in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23. When the army of Israel invaded Jericho, they must have heard the voice of God because the funny thing is, is their battle plan was strange. 
It wasn't written in the law of Moses. And certainly no human being would suggest marching around a wall <laughs> for seven days. But God told Joshua specifically what to do. And because they obeyed the voice of God, they had victory. Amen. So Amen. go with that today and remember this. I'm Joshua Cooper and you're listening to a word for today. And remember that God is on our side. God bless you and we'll be praying for you. Bye bye.